Good morning. Thank you for joining the practice of awareness. So noticing what's actively being noticed right now is often a useful first step for me in kind of gathering attention and not gathering like moving it away from something and onto something better or preferred, but more gathering the focus of attention to be in one place, which is whatever attention is on. And the way the subconscious mind works with me is that it kind of chatters in the background. And so even when I'm eyes focused on the lake and the birds and the sunrise, there's a little attention siphoned off to that, I can't say it's unconscious, but it's not fully conscious, murmuring in the background. So, gathering, so gathering attention is as simple as noticing what's being noticed and noticing that consciously. It's like an act of noticing. But there's no attempt to change that it's being noticed or the what, which is the substance of that which is noticed. We're just letting that take its natural flow and we're bringing attention to the fact that whatever the object is or objects that it's being noticed right now noticing is happening Now, mind would tell me 
that because I can hear the birds and the ducks and the frogs, awareness is here. Mind takes the object that it focuses on and deduces that awareness is present. And this practice at its core is reversing that error. It is because awareness is present that we can deduce the presence of the objects. The ducks, the frogs, and the birds. Because whatever is the object that is being known by you, if we look directly at what that's made of, like for me, it's not made of ducks and frogs and birds. It's made of the perception of ducks and frogs and birds. What I'm experiencing is my own perception. I'm not actually having direct contact as mine says, with ducks and frogs and birds. I am in direct contact with perception. And if we take a step back from there, and I really examine that, I have never found something called perception in my direct experience. So what this direct experience is actually comprised of is the knowingness.
So a more direct way to confirm that is to simply ask, is knowingness present right now? And we can confirm in our direct experience what is right here for us, not a thought in the mind, right? It's not mediated by a concept. There's direct knowingness, that knowingness is present. There's direct awareness, that awareness is here. And by here, you know, in the first instance, it can often be met. The very, very particular direct here of the physical location of where we are. Which would seem to be the only place that we can check. So we start there. Is awareness here now? is knowingness here now. And although there's an immediate yes, you don't have to have any spiritual knowledge. You stop a woman on the street. Are you aware? She might look at you like kind of funny, but you're not going to get to a no there. That's going to be confirmed. And that's because this awareness is not a skill. It's not a capacity. It's also not an object. It's not intermittent. It does not come and go. It doesn't rise and fall. It doesn't expand and contract. It may <laughs> feel that way. <laughs> we, we can have an experience of intermittentness. But what knows that experience of intermittentness? From where are we reporting? When we say awareness is just not feeling very robust today here, sometimes we'll say, I don't feel very clear. Or we'll say, I don't, didn't feel very self-aware in that moment. Yeah, well, what was there in that moment to notice that relative state? So we don't, it's not helpful to get sidetracked on words as much as it is focused on 
the continuous experience of what Manuela likes to call aliveness, this fundamental aliveness. which has as its core movement, awareness of objects. But when, as Bernadette Roberts says, when bent back on itself, towards itself, it confirms its own existence. Another way to say this is awareness is self-aware. Knowingness is self-knowing. So while when attention is outward focused, that the knowing that it is self-knowing may fade, but something watches that outward focus. Something's there, this presence, this knowingness is there in the background the whole time. That's how we can report back on feeling so estranged from ourself or our truth or our clarity or our sanity. It's because our essence, it's always present because that's the definition of essence. It's essential. If it were not there, we would not be said to be what we are. So this is actually a very simple practice, all those words notwithstanding, where we direct attention to what we intend to know. And we are an assembly of equals. come together in, in a joint shared purpose to know this one true self, to discern the one true self. And upon that discernment, there's a natural movement of resting. in what feels like an embrace. So attention is revealed as the prodigal son.
And as soon as the sincere intention is present to know thyself, an attention turns around, faces inward, in the direction of home, there is a welcome. There is a warm knowing reception. There is often a palpable sense of relief for the separate self, all that energy is relieved. of its imagined duties of protection, of fulfillment, beating back the lack, beating back the fear, all of that is seen as the temporary, the not true, and in that respect, not real real and true, meaning present in the same state or condition in all circumstances, all times and places. Revealed as temporary, as unreal, as untrue, that energy falls away, begins to dissipate. And attention is left beholding that which is true and recognized as such by itself, by its wandering, tasting arm of attention. In the words of St. Francis, we are all in mourning for the experience of our essence we knew and now miss. Light is the cure, all else a placebo.
We are all in mourning for the experience of our essence. We knew and now miss. Light is the cure. All else a placebo.
share a poem from St. Francis of Assisi. It's called Our Need for Thee. In our ever-present need for thee, colon, beloved, let us know your peace. Let us be your instruments that break every shackle. For do not the caged ones weep. And give us our inheritance of divine love so that we can forgive like you. And let us be wise so that we do not wed another's madness and then make them in debt to us for the deep gash their helpless raging lance will cause. Darkness is an unlit wick. It just needs your touch. Beloved. To become a sacred flame. And what sadness in this world could endure if it looked into your eyes. God is like a honeybee. He doesn't mind me calling him that. For when you are kind, sweet, he nears and can draw you into himself. What is there to understand of each other? If a wand turned the sun into the moon, would not the moon mourn the ecstatic effulgence it once was? We are all in mourning for the experience of our essence we knew and now miss. Light is the cure. All else a placebo. Yes, I will console any creature before me that is not laughing or full of passion for their art or life. For laughing and passion, beauty and joy is our heart's truth. All else is labor and foreign to the soul. To the soul. 
I have stood in his reign and now fill granaries as do the fertile plains. Giving is as natural to love as sound from the mouth. There is a courageous dying. It is called effacement. That holy death unfurls our spirit's wings and allows us to embrace God even as we stand on the earth. When we sit, when we kneel, when we lie for this practice, intending to come home, intending to discern the one true self, we imagine ourselves Embracing God. But what we're actually doing is laying down the illusion which allows the knowing that God is always embracing us. Hence, we rest in its embrace, knowing we are held and whole
knowing we are home.
read that poem again from St. Francis of Assisi. Entitled, Our Need for Thee. In our ever-present need for thee, colon, beloved, let us know your peace. Let us be your instruments that break every shackle, for do not the caged ones weep. And give us our inheritance of divine love so that we can forgive like you. And let us be wise so that we do not wed another's madness and then make them in debt to us for the deep gash their helpless raging lance will cause. Darkness is an unlit wick. It just needs your touch, beloved, to become a sacred flame. And what sadness in this world could endure if it looked into your eyes? God is like a honeybee. He doesn't mind me calling him that. For when you are kind, sweet, he nears and can draw you into himself. What is there to understand of each other? If a wand turned the sun into the moon, would not the moon mourn the ecstatic effulgence it once was? We are all in mourning for the experience of our essence we knew and now miss. Light is the cure, all else a placebo. Yes, I will console any creature before me that is not laughing or full of passion for their art or life. For laughing and passion, beauty and joy is our heart's truth. 
all else is labor and foreign to the soil. I have stood in his reign and now fill granaries as do the fertile plains. Giving is as natural to love as sound from the mouth. There is a courageous dying. It is called effacement. That holy death unfurls our spirit's wings and allows us to embrace God even as we stand on the earth.
And that concludes our hour.